Welcome to episode 51 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are starting our look at the third season of the series, and this is the season that Chris Carter has described as his personal favorite season. We kick it off with the season premiere, obviously, Blessing Way, or The Blessing Way, originally aired September 22nd, 1995, IMDb user score of 8.7 out of 10, and the scenes were set in New Mexico and in Maryland. So this episode was written by series creator and showrunner Chris Carter. This time he's got solo writing credit, whereas the first part of the story, the writing credit was shared by David Duchovny, at least for the story credits, and it was directed by R.W. or Bob Goodwin. Now we've got a guest cast that includes a lot of people that we've seen before, including Mitch Pelagia Skinner, Sheila Larkin as Scully's mother, Melinda McGraw as Scully's sister, Nick Lee as Krychek, William B. Davis as the cigarette smoking man, we've got Floyd Red Crow Westerman as Albert Holstein, we've got Tom Braidwood as Frohickey, and so forth. In the course of the episode, though, we do have some notable guest cast members, and rather than doing a big IMDb info dump in one spot, I'm going to run through the synopsis of the episode and put in the comments and the key points, as well as the key guest stars, in those locations as we get through. So the teaser opens with a voiceover by Albert Hostein as he's talking about you know memory versus history, and he calls memory as immutable, and that's the way his people have treated it, and put down through the oral traditions and pass things along verbally. There is a case to be made for that. We know that memory is far from infallible. And in fact, we've actually been able to prove that when you're remembering something, you're actually remembering the last time you've remembered it. So if you keep remembering something and wishing things had gone a little bit differently, eventually you will remember it as though it had gone differently. They've had cases where they ask multiple people, you know, do you know where you were when JFK was shot and when you found out? And they'll say, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. But you ask the same people 10 years apart, and they give you two different answers. Anyway, so that is the teaser, where we see the flame coming out of that boxcar that Mulder was last seen in. When it comes back from that teaser, Mulder is missing and presumed dead, and the cigarette-smoking man cannot find the digital tape with the stolen files. The FBI responds by indefinitely suspending Scully without pay, and researching and investigating her insubordination. In the process, she has to access the FBI building through the main door, and that eventually comes. One of the nice things I like about this episode is that when a character is believed dead, we see some legitimate mourning, and there is some time that passes. So Scully goes to her parents and breaks down. She opens the door in the middle of the night, and there is Frohickey, very drunk, and regretting even showing up. So we see the the impact that Mulder has had, and the people mourning him, and the impact that it's had on their lives, and how hard it is for them. When Frohickey also provides Scully with a piece of information that may help in the investigation into Mulder's murder and clear his name of his own father's death, even posthumously, so it doesn't get pinned on him, she ends up returning to the FBI building, going through the main door, and a metal detector triggers on what we eventually learn is an implanted microchip in the back of her neck. Now, the actual chip is removed by an actor, Forbes Angus, or Forbes Angus. He plays an MD here. He's best known for Final Destination, Big Eyes, Agent Coney Banks, and Personal Effects. This is his third appearance on the X-Files. He appeared as a technician in Shadows and as the government scientist at the end of Soft Light. And we're actually going to see him in two more episodes as two more characters. Now, this is also a nice touch. When she's going through the metal detector, she's not wearing her necklace this time. And she says, you know, no, not today. We know how important that cross has been to her. So, I mean, on the one hand, you could say that, yeah, is that it was left out just as a point of convenience and downplayed for the sake of getting to the metal detector scene. It could also be interpreted as a sign that she's struggling with her faith, given what she's lived through 
very recently, and that's the way I choose to interpret it. Meanwhile, Mulder is found buried under rocks at the end of a tunnel out of that mine or out of that train car by some of the locals. They nurse him back to health using the Blessing Way ritual, which was inspired by an actual ritual that Chris Carter has participated in, and do the best they can to heal him. And he seems to contact Scully through a dream to let her know that he's going to be coming back and they've got more work to do. And this is after he's contacted by the Holy Ones, or the people who passed on before him, you know, his father, Deep Throat, and that sort of thing, where they come forward and, you know, flat out tell him, hey, you've got work to do. Don't stop here. And his father even makes a specific comment about how he doesn't want to uh, trade one child for his own protection and for his own safety again. So there's an indication that he voluntarily parted with Samantha and was complicit in her abduction that motivated Mulder from the beginning. So when Mulder comes back, he's very driven to do research into his father's work. So meanwhile, Scully's trying to deal with things on her own. And part of that is dealing with her sister, played by Melinda McGraw, as we said earlier. And her sister recommends deep regression hypnosis. Psychiatrist here is played by Alf Humphreys. He's the doctor who was the one who tries to do the regression hypnosis with her. This is his second of three appearances on the X-Files in three different roles. He was previously in space as Mission Controller number two. And he's also played Lester in First Blood, the original Rambo movie. He was Iceman's father, William Drake, in X-Men 2. He was a priest in The Uninvited. And he said guest spots on all sorts of genre shows, including Smallville, Sliders, and Outer Limits throughout his career. Uh, when Scully is dealing with this, she goes to Bill Mulder's funeral and speaks to Fox Mulder's mother, tells her that she believes Mulder is coming back. She's overheard by the well-manicured man, played by John Neville. This is his first of eight appearances in the series in this role, and he also appears in the film. Prior to this, he was Isaac Newton in Next Generation in a Holodeck Simulation. His acting credits go back to 1948, but he's best known for The Adventures of Baron von Munchausen, The X-Files, and The Fifth Element. And he also, at one point, performed on stage during a, a local Klondike Days festival, so at least local to Edmonton. That's where I grew up, that's where I live now, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And every year we have either Capital X or K-Days for Klondike Days, whatever you want to call it, you know, kick back to the gold rush with amusement park rides, art, food, that sort of thing. And in the 1960s, he performed here while my grandfather was attached to security through the local police force. He was apparently a very unpleasant man, and he did considerable damage to his trailer in protest to having to work for crowds who weren't there exclusively to see the play he was in. So, and very unsavory damage too, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but he shows up and gives Scully some pointers to stay alive, letting her know that she's been targeted. And she does realize that, you know, he's only trying to help her because her death would expose him and he's preserving his own anonymity. She's warned that she'll be killed in one of two ways. Either two strangers will come into her home and leave an unregistered weapon at the scene and flee the country within two hours, or she'd be faced with a surprise visit by someone she knows and trusts. And after she's on the phone with her sister and they agree to meet at Scully's apartment, she hangs up, the phone rings again. As soon as she answers, they hang up, just confirming that she's home. She tries to call her sister back, says, I'm going to meet you at your place, and leaves. When she leaves, Skinner picks her up. So this is someone that she knows and trusts, who's trying to take her away in an unannounced visit. She was already suspicious of him because she'd seen him by her apartment earlier. When she called him to confront him about it, he claimed it never happened. Scully was not aware that the cigarette smoking man was in the room with him at the time. 
So while she and Skinner are on the way to what turns out to be Mulder's apartment for their private little talk, Krychek and Luis Cardinal, played by Leno Britos, who we previously mentioned briefly when he played a janitor in Fearful Symmetry and is now back for his first of four appearances as Luis Cardinal, they are waiting in Scully's apartment and accidentally kill her sister instead. Now, we don't see exactly who kills her. We do know that Luis Cardinal is the one who leaves the murder weapon behind. He's the one that has it in his hand. So the evidence on screen says it's most likely Cardinal who actually performed the hit, but Nick Lee likes to joke that it was him as he and actress Melinda McGraw were dating at the time. They'd previously met on the commish. So that is clearly the plan that the syndicate had to take them out. So when Scully and Skinner are in Mulder's apartment, Skinner claims that he's in possession of the digital tape that everyone's hunting for. And when someone comes to the door and tries to open it, they both end up drawing their guns on each other. Up to this point, Scully just been holding Skinner at gunpoint. So that's the end of the episode. Somebody's outside Mulder's apartment. We don't know who and Scully and Skinner are pointing guns at each other. Now, in terms of the long-term mythology, this episode has a few key points to it. So Scully has also now suffered a very personal loss due to her involvement with the X-Files. We haven't seen that yet. The audience knows it's coming, but when the episode ends, Scully still doesn't know her sister is dead. This is the point where we start to get some clear evidence about which Allegiance Skinner has. In this particular episode, it's very much up in the air, but this really can't be resolved without letting us know which side he's going to be on. So we can look forward to that in the final part, paperclip, that we'll discuss in a couple of weeks. It introduces Louis Cardinal and also introduces the syndicate proper, including the well-manicured man and several others. So this is the first time we actually see the cabal or the group that the cigarette smoking man seems to answer to. And finally, this gives us Scully's implant, which is going to be a major part of a lot of stories in years to come. This is really showing how personal these cases are going to be for these two agents. So that about wraps up everything that I have to say about The Blessing Way. Now, as I said last week, we are now open to reading emails on the air when they're sent to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. None have been received yet, but I do want to throw that reminder out there. Please feel free to rate this and all the shows that you listen to on iTunes, on Stitcher, whatever podcast catcher you have. I know most podcasters are doing this for fun rather than profit and would genuinely appreciate honest feedback. I know I would. And aside from that, join us again in two weeks for Paperclip as we wrap up the third part of this season finale season opener. And thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Poolside by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content copyright 2015, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.